Welcome back to part two of our Opinions That No One Asked For Tenant Deep Dive. You didn't have to beg. It's right here. Don't worry. Today we'll be talking about why the main character bleeding too early may ruin the space-time continuum. And we'll give you the key to doing a perfect Michael Caine accent. Because we're the British accent experts, obviously. Stay with us. if I'm going to be able to explain well because it took me two viewings to really flush out my understanding of this okay. and I there may be a solution to this but it's not readily apparent to me in the reading and viewing I've done so how do they go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> how do you eat backwards does your digestive system work which end does it go in anyways we won't get into that one today so in the third act of the movie when John David Washington is finally fully into the inversion process, it's actually um, right after he's inverted for the first time. He has a wound that shows up in his arm, right? Oh, okay. We talked about this after the first time we watched yes. it, too, actually. I had beef I, with yeah, it then. I, I have a yeah. bigger beef with it now. Okay, so the wound shows up, and he's like, oh, what? I'm bleeding. And Neil Robert Pattinson's like, you got out, you don't you? And he's like, yep, weird. And then as they move... <laughs> Direct quote from the yep. movie. Oh, <laughs> as they move further through um, their timeline, eventually you realize that that wound was basically a wound moving in the opposite direction, and he gets stabbed in the arm by himself like five minutes later in the movie. Mm-hmm. So this implies that wounds... <laughs> That, like, injuries move independently of the person they, that has them. Like, an injury can move one way while the person's moving the other. Mm. Because the injury w- showed up before he got hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, and that it showed up while he was inverted himself. Right, right. So it's going to go backwards. Right, so, so yeah. So the, the wound was moving forward in time while he was moving backwards, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. That... The same thing with Robert Pattinson at the end when he opened the door because he was shot in the head. And then came back right. to life. So, anyway. okay, so that's what I'm going to get into is killing people while inverted or killing inverted people. Mm-hmm. So with this injury in his arm, the assumption then is that like a wound will show up however much time it takes for it to heal before you get the wound. Mm-hmm. Right? So he got that wound in like the time it would take to heal, but like backwards, right? Yeah. So it showed up and then got worse and worse, I'm assuming, until like he got stabbed. Because yeah, they had to go back like weeks and stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. The, the, it's so. five minutes in the movie, but yeah, it's a it's a it it's cuts. A, it cuts a lot. Yeah, it's an extended period of time. But that would mean that if someone gets shot by a forward person while they're inverted, that their wound should have showed up before they died. Okay. Okay, but death never heals. So that means that if you shoot an inverted person, that should delete their entire inverted timeline immediately. Hmm. Basically tearing a hole in the space-time continuum. So like, yeah. I, you really said that. I did. I never, like never, never has that naturally come to me, but I was like, that's the only eventuality because like Robert Pattinson gets murdered while inverted. Yeah. Right. So that means that everything he did before getting shot shouldn't exist because hmm. the death should move forward while he's moving backwards. So everything that happens between the time when he inverts himself and when he dies should be deleted essentially the second he gets he gets killed. Yeah. So like anytime anyone's killed going in opposite direction from you, it should basically tear a hole in space and time and remove everything that they've done in their inverted timeline. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. I I like I I, I agree. Okay. With that. Like I see where you're coming from and it makes sense. 
Um, like I follow that. Yeah, but I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> just to try to defend it, that's you know, all right. that's all right. Yeah, you have multiple like multiple yous interacting at that same time, sure. and so I'm wondering how the grandfather paradox and the multiple people of you plays in with that. Because I, I like I I get agree with you coming from, uh, but I wonder yeah. if there's like an aspect of that that I don't understand. Because the, like, the whole thing in. with having multiple use. So I'm gonna appeal to Avengers Endgame, which I also watched in the last week, because they they actually explain this kind. Con- <laughs> yeah, it's it's Why? another it's another time travel movie, and it, it, it's a it's a different kind of time travel. It is very cool. It is a cool movie. It's a different kind of time travel, so I'm not really gonna get into that. But it's they explain this well, where like when you time travel. Oh, okay. I remember, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the it's always like your present is always your present right so like when you're inverted the past objectively is still your future right mm-hmm. so it's linear for the person going through it it's non-linear for the person watching the movie made about it right yeah so i don't know this is my take on, on what you're mm-hmm. saying i don't know that that would really affect that plot okay. very much because because when he gets killed there's another robert pattinson outside doing something else right mm-hmm. but that's his past yeah it's essentially a zigzag but that's in like one line, like scribbling back and forth on the same line, essentially, yeah. right? But it is one line, right? So I don't know. That that's like probably the biggest part of the movie for me, which is really dumb because it's really not that big of a thing. And again, it's a great movie, so I'm not saying this is like ruins the movie or anything. Mm-hmm, but this is mm-hmm. what I kept because obviously after you watch a movie like this, you want to suss out like all the details. And this is where I kept getting hung up is like in a battle which is the climax of the movie it's a it's a basically just a firefight between hundreds of people where people are inverted and not inverted like i don't feel like the logic works out perfectly the way they set it up so that's my thought i follow that i follow yeah that would just like probably had to be one of the things yeah i think i think the times where okay so robert pattinson's death that was like a big moment right and a big big realization for us in terms of their relationship and, and that, yeah that was kind of one of the emotional climaxes of the movie mm-hmm. was him basically killing even though you don't like for understand it i didn't understand it at first until right. i saw the, the the orange thing from his right. backpack i think that's what it's like, meant to be too they don't expect uh, you to understand it until later and it's like oh he died for him and we already watched it happen yeah yeah the, i watched i was watching closely this time the shot where he actually gets shot by the the guy the hydra guy he's not hydra I don't, <laughs> I don't know. the bad guy the guy hired by <laughs> kenneth branagh um like it's like it's like a <laughs> it's like two tenths of a second the shot it's so yeah it, it's just quick. like boom and then they just go to another shot like it cuts super fast so i don't mm-hmm. think they even intended for you to like feel any emotion about the actual moment of his death yeah and it's and it's hard to kind of process it too because he's catching the bullet yeah and so you're like wait did he, he shoot him and then how did the gate get open yeah. the first time because there's, there's so much to process it's, yeah it's a really chaotic scene with the cutting and the mm-hmm. the really tight shots and they show everything really close up they don't show any faces because that part was the first time I, i'm like i don't know what's going no on no idea what's happening but yeah. they're saving the thing he got through somehow they, they beat the guy so, yeah all that's really clear is that he got through somehow and someone is dead lying on the ground that mm-hmm. has a little orange trinket on the back yeah, i was like so big i'm like who's this guy like what the yeah. i'm like okay the orange thing like saw that before but and then the rain i was like wait so did he die or like i'm confused but now i now i understand also the algorithm there's a cad model of it in the book oh cool and it looks like a bionicle piece it does i I just realized that i was thinking about that (laughs) really (laughs) 
Also, yeah, like, I just, I have a lot of questions about the algorithm that aren't necessarily plot holes, but I feel like it's like, maybe I don't understand how mathematics made three-dimensional, but it's just like weird oblong bionicle shapes. Could be, I don't know either. I'm sure, I'm sure there's It's It's future technology. Yeah, it's not like a plot hole so much as it's like, I don't get it. Do I hear a theory about the algorithm? Okay. Also, how humanity is tied into this. Hit me. So, uh, scientists in the future creates an algorithm that can basically like reverse time Invert the whole everything world. right hoping to like restart things and it shows this this dynamic this conflict between the future and the present which like we're kind of starting to to see and understand now is like how like in terms of environmental issues yeah like how like, you... everything from the 80s from the start from like mass production and all these yeah. things are now we're like seeing the effects of it you reap the consequences and we're doing it even more now for the people that are coming up yeah. yeah and that movie kind of goes into that and kind of goes in this this dilemma which i thought was cool because i didn't really i think it's something that we think about but like seeing it portrayed in a movie and then it makes sense for them to make this and like reverse it and mm-hmm. change the consequences but the the scientists took their own life and hid the algorithm to avoid this mm-hmm. and like shows the humane whereas like the atomic bomb like manhattan went, project like, the man yeah like it went off you know right it did happen and so it's kind of like an interesting take on humanity but the scientists that he meets the lady who taught she was, teaches him how to shoot backwards essentially yeah how to catch things catch bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also she's pregnant in the movie I didn't realize yes she they is left that in. she's pregnant in real life and this is the theory oh that it has to do with her pregnancy mm-hmm. okay so the theory was is that was is time is just relative at this point <laughs> are we inverted <laughs> back but there were theories of the scientists future child would be the scientist that would create the algorithm interesting and that these pieces she would teach like she would learn understand teach it to her child and the child make the algorithm or that it's her but in the book i read about the actress and she just happened to be pregnant, she was actually pregnant and they yeah. were just like all right we'll just roll with it i was gonna say that's my fan theory is that yeah, he just let yeah. her be pregnant which i think is great because so many times do they work really hard to hide pregnancies mm-hmm. as if they're like yeah, some abominable cool. like, thing to see in a movie yeah cool. like sick. just a normal person that is yeah. in a normal it's kind of funny thing to like well was it her daughter yeah or it's cool. son like it's a cool it's an interesting theory too because it's like it's like indefensible also like indisputable mm-hmm. because it's just kind of out there so it's like cool to think about but yeah also i'm not sure if this is 100 percent fact but another theory is that the the wall that he's catching bullets out of is a wall from the final battle mm. scene. i mean they are both just well, like, the event, debris so yeah could be anything in the movie could come from any other time in the movie because yeah. anything's immaterial so i i have okay we could get into it for a while but i don't actually want to because it's kind of exhausting Let's i have some it. beef with i'm pumped right now well i have some <laughs> beef with the nature of the future people okay okay we'll get into it fine <laughs> because i need you saying, to come through so the future that is fighting with the present essentially in the movie mm-hmm. that's kind of something they reference several times okay before i get into more of my thoughts the way you understand it are the future people all inverted moving backwards or are they future people also moving forwards they're also moving forwards but they're just in the future sending things backwards yes so then explain to me why they would want to invert the world because they can't live in the like because right. the, the the rivers flooded and like you know like right the rivers dried up and basically just the environmental but crisis but they're also moving forwards they're also going to be destroyed by like that bomb 
oh, so they're just sacrificing themselves. It's not because they kept making it seem like it's a war between the future and us, and they're, they're mm-hmm. we're losing. They want to swing the tide their way. They want to invert it because right now we're always winning because the whole world is going forwards. But they want to swing the tide their way by swinging it inverted. Yeah, so they just want to like restart. But it, but the way they said it, I mean, it sounded like they're trying to win and like survive. Mm-hmm. But they'll die too if they're also moving forwards when they invert the whole world. I believe so. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, I guess that resolves it then. If if, <laughs> if that's how you understand it, because like to me, it didn't make any sense for them. Because it's like they were dying anyways. Essentially, is like what they were getting at. Because yeah. Seder's like the the biggest sin. I think the worst thing I ever did was bringing a child into a world I knew was dying. Yeah. And so it was like dying anyway. So they're restarting it in hopes that things will be better in the future. Which I don't know. Yeah. Like, doesn't make. Well, yeah, because just the they're way just, it's just bad. They're bad people. Well, just the way they explained it didn't make it seem to me like they were trying to give restart all of humanity. It made it sound like they were just trying to kill the past. And and then John David Washington was like, "Well, isn't that a grandfather paradox? Like we're their ancestors." And Robbie Robbie Pattinson, <laughs> Neil was like, "Well, yeah, we just don't know what will happen. They're just assuming that they're going to survive if they kill their own grandparents." So uh, that makes it sound to me okay. like they're assuming like they're intending to survive. Which, which maybe then, that's their intention, but like I feel like Satyrs is just like I'm just taking everything with right. Satyr definitely know? was like I'm dying and they're gonna die. Everyone's gonna die with me. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's these future people that don't make sense to me, and I feel like it wasn't well defined okay. because at other we, don't, times, we don't interact with them ever. right. And maybe in a sequel, we find out that the future people are the same people in the first movie. I was thinking about that too, but like I feel like it's implied several times that they're moving backwards while everyone else is moving forwards like they live inverted which didn't make any sense to me because like how could they send things back if they're also moving inverted because they would just pass you know what i mean so i don't know i guess maybe that's what i would want from a sequel then it's better definition of the nature of these future people because there were several seemingly conflicting comments about them that didn't make any sense to me yeah you're never gonna get it though yeah that's the thing christopher nolan he's made made sequels before just for batman yeah I mean he's only made like seven movies and that's like three of them there is a lot of elements from I haven't watched Memento yet but there's a lot of things from Memento that you can kind of see in Tenet um I think the main actor from Memento is the the dude that he's like welcome to the afterlife and they teaches him the gesture yeah, and yeah. stuff I'm I he's an actor from Memento he might be the main guy but I can't remember I haven't seen it either that was but, before he was uh, big time wasn't it yeah This is less of like a plot hole, but I'm I want to know what you think. So they established like first thing in the movie that objects can be inverted, like objects can inherently be going one way or the other, mm-hmm. right? Not just people, but things like with the bullets. So he can kind of like manipulate inverted objects as a forward moving person, right? Like he can catch an inverted bullet or like summon it up to his hand or like mm. move things that are inverted by like the way he like the cause and effect yeah and yeah she says like oh you have to have just dropped it and he's like oh and then he like pulls the bullet <laughs> up from the table so 
that inherently means that like anything inverted you can manipulate if you're going the other direction if <sighs> you yourself were inverted no oh like when he, like at the beginning when he's not inverted but the bullet is okay he can like summon it up to his hand or catch it in his gun right yeah right so that's that's the assumption he that's can the, do that <laughs> yes that's the assumption is that when you're going the opposite direction as that object you can then do the effect before the cause essentially right okay. so you can pull the trigger after the bullet comes essentially mm-hmm. the bullet comes and like you pull the trigger at the end rather than pulling the trigger and the bullet shoots out yeah depending on the perspective in which entropy you're from right yeah. as long as you're going the opposite direction so then my assumption is that if you're inverted the whole world is going the opposite direction as you mm-hmm. and like like they said gravity is technically backwards when you're inverted but it still works like n- essentially normal like if you throw a brick when you're inverted it'll land on the ground yeah, it's not yeah, gonna go yeah. up into the sky okay so like when you're inverted you should be able to do the same thing to everything you should be able to do the bullet thing to normal objects that are not inverted hmm. well no you, no tell me why because you're inverted but the world is not okay but that that's the thing okay but the and those same, objects that he's interacting with are inverted themselves and so that's why he's able to interact with it in that way right but the same assumption works the opposite direction because he so like with for example the bullet thing right okay. he drops a bullet and it drops and lands on the table in like normal times right because the bullet's going opposite direction the bullet comes up into his hand because but he's going forward Mm-hmm. So it looks backwards to him because he's going forwards, right? Yeah. So regardless of which person is being interacted with the inverse radiation, if he's inverted and there's a bullet on the table, he should still be able to summon it up because objectively he's dropping it onto the table. But to him, it should be okay, okay, okay. Right? So that means going into a battle as an inverted person, 99% of the things around you are going the opposite direction. So I should be able to like summon up rocks to my hand or like, if no, like, but like seriously, like there's a gun over there. I should be able to pull it into my hand, like force style because why would I need to have a rock? Okay. Rocks are a bad example, but like, but like in a battle, for example, you should be able to pull all the bullets to you because they're all going the opposite direction to you. And they basically serve as inverted bullets. But those that, bullets, already being acted upon and everything by the other people i mean let's just say there's a bunch of bullets in the wall i'm not saying the bullets the guy's holding in his mouth i don't know my mouth in his hand but those objects also have to be inverted themselves no but and so it's just like but when the person's inverted okay but based on okay i okay i get it now from like your your theory and like why wouldn't this work well yeah this is the logic established by the movie i don't this this okay i understand what you're saying i think they tried to get past that by when he's getting ready to go into the car chasing okay she's like you are inverted the world is not right and i think that's like what that still doesn't resolve it for me okay because that, i mean that's like, i think that was like the explanation because to like, like the science, overcome that the science that they explained at the beginning isn't changed by the fact that you're inverted they're not it's still you're going opposite directions so i think things, it might be but I, I like i can understand things should still thing. interact with you oppositely so so things that you interact with are going to interact because they're going the opposite direction as you. So they should still interact with you in the direction they're moving, right? That doesn't change mm. by the fact on which just, one yeah, of you is inverted. It just brings up like, yeah, it's like if you are inverted, what, yeah, what control do you have over the environment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so my claim is that they should that's have a, much more than they that's have. That's an interesting point to bring up. I think it's just something that they just kind of glossed over. But I just think the fact that they attempt, decided to do a big battle scene brought on a lot more like temporal ramifications than they actually like involved 
I think that it should have been a much more complicated battle, but I think they he kind of stuck with, and I'm not saying he ignored them. Well, he did, but he didn't. I'm not saying he contradicted them. I don't think he. I mean, they have like a team of producers going through everything. I, to I'm see not. How... I'm not saying they're not smart. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying he's Christopher Nolan. He likes spectacle, right? This is the guy that made Man of Steel, where there was a 37 minute <laughs> scene of just them tearing buildings down, and I literally fell asleep. Producer. It, it's fine i know he didn't write that movie i'm just saying like he's a spectacle guy and i'm not saying like they're not smart people working on this movie and yeah. i'm not personally attacking them i'm just saying it feels they, like you're per- attacking me though well, <laughs> i'm just kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, just saying, kidding. I'm just saying it's not as like structurally sound the logic that they establish as like interstellar where they decided to lean more into science as we know it so i think it was easier for them to stay consistent yeah you know and yeah, I mean, given the premise, like it's very complicated. It's and very I'm not, complicated, I'm, and you can't really prove some of the things because it's like this can't happen, right? And I'm not saying yet. like scientifically <laughs> proven. I just think, yeah, I would be interested to read more about that because I feel like based on my understanding of the movie, based on the logic that they establish, because mm-hmm. that's kind of a a storytelling rule is that if you establish a premise or a, a logical system like you have to stick to that unless you give an explanation why you're not sticking to it yeah and i feel like there are a couple little hiccups where they they fail to do that so okay. that's my thought I i'm not, you, I'm not like personally attacking them saying they didn't work hard on that or that there's not pr- smart people working on it but i think yeah, yeah. with christopher nolan especially like this was a uh his quote-unquote spy movie and he was focused on the big picture and the spectacle and obviously they were trying to suss out all these little things but i feel like there are not necessarily contradictions but things that should have been more involved than they were okay particularly when it comes to the inverted objects thing so yeah that's an interesting thing to think about anyways it's a really good movie i'm not trying to say i hate it i mean it's a good movie because i've thought about it this much like if it wasn't good i wouldn't care yeah but because it's good and because it's an interesting premise i'm gonna look for holes in it because i poke things like that but i love the movie and it's great Mm -hmm. but i think for me maybe if it's something that i love i will try to like i do think makes sense i think you give them the benefit of the doubt i think from basically at all times from my perspective i'm more focused on how it's made sure and like the design like the process going yeah. into the and movie whereas other people are like the, i think more plot. about the storytelling and yeah because it's kind of makes sense like with our with who we are and our that's true stuff. yeah yeah um, I, plot's kind of a big thing to me yeah I think, I think plot is super important but for me i'm always like how was this made how do they do this and that and just from that standpoint alone this movie is insane it's a great movie like, yeah the it is. choreography yeah alone my gosh because like you, just the fight uh, where he fights himself in the airport oh yeah, my gosh dude watching insane. it again it's mind-blowing that was their first week of shooting so good oh he my had gosh. they had to do four different takes or from four he, they had to do it not four different takes but i'm sure they did say only four did takes. Anymore. <laughs> but he had a fight in from four different angles with the camera it's crazy and so he him like in the suit and then like him in the suit suit <laughs> yeah or the stunt double he wrestled with, and then yeah. switching yeah which I did find a little mistake there. Really? Yes. You're admitting it's not a perfect movie? What? There was one thing that I saw. <laughs> Your religious faith has been broken. What did you see? It's not like plot holes for me. No, it's it's, it, it's for fine. me, it's like little things. Like if, well, it's like if he's like wearing a necklace and it cuts and then it cuts, he's like not wearing a necklace Is that anymore. That like drives me nuts. In the fight scene, when he's battling himself. Okay. You can see the stunt double. Obviously, it can't be himself because he's fighting himself. Right, right. But you can see white. There's like a, like white skin. The the doubles, like the guy he's fighting, John David Washington is fighting. 
Sometimes it's a black man, but at one point in time, you can see the guy's wrist for a brief moment, and it's white. And I was like, "Is it like unmistakably that's a white?" Away. Because I mean, with people of color, they generally have like lighter skin. Than it's yeah, it was, it's pretty unmistakable. It was white, yeah. hmm, interesting. Anyways, I that mean, was my was that bound, was my thing. I was like, I was oh, dang it. It was in three hours of really intense forwards and backwards filming, there's bound to be a little guy somewhere. Yeah, so it's but relatively like, simple. Choreography standpoint, they had to learn how to fight and punch and do everything like kick backwards so crazy yeah and I, like i tried it the other day i mean tried it i didn't have anyone to punch but I was just like thinking about it it's like wait, how do how i would I... <laughs> like i don't know yes yeah, we're, we... we're both swinging our arms around the mics right now <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the noise it makes. <laughs> and like the final fight scene you have 200 people yeah, maybe they're... going forwards and back like people running backwards right that talk backwards so there's like one scene where it's talking with ives on the boat yeah and they're all inverted so they had to learn how to talk backwards and then like Seder, i forgot the actor's name i wrote Kenneth it Brenna. yes gilderoy gilderoy lockhart yep um, also hamlet also macbeth yeah this is a good guy and dunkirk general um he he had a t- like in the the red and blue room scene uh-huh. which i finally understood more thoroughly right. the sixth time around <laughs> yeah that seems awesome. that seems like very confusing but then this time i was like oh i because get it now she's not inverted but he is right mm-hmm. that's yeah. that, that's what confused me this time until about halfway through i was like wait oh she's still moving forwards but kenneth branagh anyways and continue. that's because you see him like come in at the same time and like hits him with the, his gun on the right. head and then he goes in and then he like goes into the blue room and he right. like talks to him again right and i was like what the heck is happening yeah but it's because it's the past and he's like right. going the, in like, he's like going himself into that right. conversation the camera to switch perspectives and show and us like, the other oh, side of it oh man yeah the ti- the camera yeah, itself started going backwards yeah 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 so anyways in that in that moment he had to learn how to talk backwards it's crazy in a russian accent <laughs> He's good, man. And you can't Kenneth even tell Brando's that. A good it's guy. like you think that they're just talking forward, yeah. but they are talking backwards. It's crazy. <laughs> but with us shooting the promo, I think we had to think a lot. I know it made me think about it, like about what was going on. Like even when when he first comes out inverted and he like steps in the puddle, I was like, man, that takes a lot more thought than you would think it probably does. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just like stepping in it and then raising his foot. And to make it look like he's like stepping on it slowly going forward, I don't know. Like jogging backwards. <laughs> yeah, like that's true. For I mean, just for us, we we probably planned, probably spent like an hour out there. Yeah, I mean, trying like, to figure out all the steps. It's probably and four or five takes. Uh huh. Probably more than that. Probably like five, six or seven takes total to get the take that we used. Yeah. And that was a thirty-second, like literally just walking in a straight line and like handing a couple pieces of paper. Yeah very simple but to like to run and fight and pick things up and so that gave us some insight just like how insane the choreography all is and uh, made me appreciate the movie a lot just for like what went into it thanks chris you know what side little note i heart you (laughs) yeah same anyways in conclusion what i want you to rank your top three christopher nolan movies (laughs) i haven't even seen all of his work but what what are your top three in order dude uh Okay, I don't think Tenet is the best. Okay. I'm just going to get that out of the way. That's all right. That's not... You're, he's not going to be struck down by lightning <laughs> because of saying that. I think Tenet is conceptually the most insane, crazy thing I've yeah, ever seen. I agree. Or, like, had to think about in my life. Interstellar, like, pushed that. Interstellar, like, excited me. And, and Inception, too. Like, those two films 
for me growing up i was i'm always like been very fascinated with dreams and how they work and then i wanted to be an astronaut as right, a kid right. I, I love space travel space art tom sack stuff like you know all that stuff and so like those two films are like very like and and growing up with them too because like i remember watching the trailers I'm like i'm going to love this movie yeah. i need to see this movie and so they were kind of really crucial for my development right right and just like this yeah. world of cinema and everything but um i go back and forth between inception and interstellar all the time interesting like we gotta dive into those it's because so I don't, hard for me to decide I'd be between interested those to two. talk about between those two because i'll i mean i'll tell you in a second but. yeah because for for a long time interstellar i was like i think interstellar yeah. is better um and honestly like it could be then i'll watch inception like oh, this is actually so good and there's so much depth to it and i don't know i go back I, they're like they're basically just they're tied for okay. me okay um but then tenant would be following that here's my ranking i'll give it too fast i already it- know Okay, guess my ranking first. <laughs> Interstellar, Inception. I don't know if you've seen any of these other... Prestige. Oh, the pre- oh, I forgot about the Prestige. Yeah. Yeah, Prestige is incredible. Well, okay, you're Okay, sorry. Then tell me your, tell me your thing. Um, Interstellar, by far number one. Okay, I was right on that. Yep. And then Prestige. <laughs> okay. And then... Prestige is really Prestige good. is number two. That's like my first... I need to watch it again. I don't know if it's the first one I saw, but it's the first movie for Christopher Nolan that, like, I was like, this is my favorite movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's number two. 2.15, I'd say, is Tenet. And then Interstellar. So, or did I say Interstellar? Yeah. I mean, and, like, sorry, sorry. And then, and then you Inception. You can't take it too small. People start with I-N. And then Inception. So you like Tenet more than Inception. I do like Tenet more than really? Inception. I think Interception. In, Interception. I can't handle I can't distinguish between two movies anymore. I think Inception is more, like, narratively sound as far as, like, plot holes. But it's also a way simpler, like, plot structure. Mm. It's just dream within a dream within a dream, jump back out of them. Essentially, that's the whole Which movie. Which is still, like, pretty complex. It is complex, <laughs> but it's much simpler than Tenet, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I like Tenet more. I also haven't seen Inception in a long time. It's been probably right. three years. And so maybe it's recency bias, why I'm liking Tenet. But perhaps. But that, that said, they're all probably in my top 10 favorite movies of all time, all four of those. They're all really good. So I don't mean to tear down Tenet and then be like, I hate that movie. Like, it's up there. Yeah. Phenomenal film. One thing, too, with Tenet is I think the, the fourth. <laughs> the, I mean, it was actually with you. The fourth, the third, the third or fourth time. Okay, when I watched we it. Okay, I was like, I'm watching the same thing twice, essentially. What do you mean? Because they go forward. Oh right. And then they go back. Right. To so the, the airport watching, scene, and then you're watching it from there on again. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of the scenes, same scenes, two times. From so it's like different seen perspectives. It times. Basically, I've seen it twelve yeah, times. That's true. I can see that as being kind of. And once I realized, I was like. Mm. but now but I'm like I, I love this stuff well and that's kind of how I felt when I watched it this time the second time is like I just wished I could see it for the first time again yeah because a lot of the scenes I was like okay like as soon as the scene starts I'm like okay I remember this and then I was just kind of like waiting for the scene to end because I now know okay now I'm going to watch him fight the other direction and it's like okay now I just want to wait for it to get over but whereas yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time I watched it it was like <laughs> like my mind was blown I was like like you're just it's discovering insane. it along yeah. with the whole movie and like the, every new revelation is just mind blowing and I think there's still a lot of that to be done in the movie but 
for sure i agree like the there's nothing that beats the first viewing of tenet mm-hmm. like and it's like and, so in, like, and if you're listening to this before like, watching it what have you done you have ruined <laughs> it for yourself you've made a horrible mistake watch the, movie, watch the movie enjoy it if you need to borrow a blu-ray or dvd <laughs> yeah. hit me up we can watch it together maybe yeah yeah jordan's very protective of his blu-ray though so you might have to watch it with him so you don't have to touch it also okay, the acting maybe. was so sick like him as a character i love like his swagger his charisma his everything like i just thought he killed it Robert Pattinson too like did a job everyone in, everyone, I, everyone and i don't mean this in like a dismissive way but i feel like christopher nolan after making a bunch of really good movies and i mean he was good from the beginning but like he has this clout where he can pull in the exact perfect best talent that he wants true which some directors have that power and they do it poorly they still don't get a great actor for a role and they ruin it but mm. like michael kane plays alfred in in tenet essentially i don't even know what his name is in the movie sir michael something sir but sir michael Cross. he's just alfred he's alfred that's the only thing in every movie he's like alfred. alfred the only different role he plays is in prestige he's a mean alfred <laughs> he's like i keep True. expecting him to be really nice in prestige and then he's a jerk i'm like oh yeah he's not alfred <laughs> but anyways like he's great alfred I kill him, Alfred. Michael Caine is like a great actor, and it's that kind of. I like just learned his name, Michael like, Caine. Michael in, within Caine. the past year, I, I, only, I just always call him Alfred. I really know his name because you can say his name in his accent really easily. Michael Caine, <laughs> Master Bruce. Sounds like cocaine. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, he pulls in the talent that he needs, and, and like, yeah, there's a lot of good performance in this movie, and that's maybe great, also great. kind of a little bit why I wanted more, like, interstellar slash inception emotional through line, yeah, because it yeah. would have pulled a little bit more acting range out of these actors, but the one shot where um, Kenneth Branagh Seder bursts into the bedroom, and Cat um, is sitting on the bed, and he puts his um, oh, cuff link so in the belt. That was so scary. I was okay. like, holy cow. And where he's staring at her, and she's like... I don't remember what he says, but she's like, why can't you just leave me alone? That's what she says. And yeah, he says, if I can have you no one can. And he starts screaming and he starts to tear up with rage. Yeah. That, that was like just that one, that one shot was so good. This I was man like, is evil. He's so, I don't know. He played it really well. I also, I do have some beef with them very just original. casting a stereotypical Russian guy as the villain. <laughs> that was very James Bond to me. It's just like, you couldn't have given him a more interesting accent. Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof. Otnof is hosted by me, McKay Menden, and Jordan Sitterud, and I did the editing. Original music for this week was done by Tyson Sitterud. If you've listened to this entire giant tenant episode, and you ever need a kidney, we're there for you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye.